Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome Hello. to this is my pick. <laughs> this is my pick. Okay. <laughs> I was just so excited. I'm sorry. I just can't wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> that's staying in too. <laughs> oh, definitely. Because <laughs> that's hilarious. Hello and welcome to Just the Cheese, please. I'm your host, Adam. I'm here with Tara J. How you doing, Tara? Apparently, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know why either. Not yeah. <laughs> So we're going to be looking at, we're going to be talking about uh, Hot to Trot, 1988 film. <laughs> I can see you're already laughing. 1988 film directed by Michael Dinner, starring Bob Goldwaith, apparently, in the credits, not Bobcat, and Dabney Coleman, Virginia Madsen, a few other people. And um, yeah, so I picked this movie. It's so, it's so weird. You know, I... I have trouble picking movies, and this one I was just so sure of. I was like, we got to do Hot to Trot. And now I don't know what I was thinking. I personally think it's a perfect pick. Okay. Yes, I, I do. It's a great, I mean, it was, it took me a few days to get through it, but <laughs> for various reasons. But right, I mean, yeah. it was, um, you know, I think it's a perfect pick. So, well, I mean, I don't, my history with this is I saw it as a kid, I thought it was kind of goofy, a little stupid. And it's just always been one of those movies, on, almost on premise alone, that just seems super cheesy, uh, if, if that's what your definition of cheese is. So I was like, I don't know, maybe it's good. I don't remember. I didn't even watch it before I picked it. I was just like, I guess we'll have enough notes on it. So Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So tell me about your history. Um, oh, I really don't have one. Um, I remember it being out as a kid. And I remember, obviously, I was young, so I thought, like, anything with animals is cool you know like I just like that mm-hmm. um I and I know people are going to judge me but I used to really like Bobcat when he was so-called Bobcat Goldwipe like back in the day I don't know why because 15 minutes into the movie I could not stand his voice <laughs> I was like and I can't handle this anymore but for some reason when I was a kid I thought he was hilarious and now I get when my parents were like why do you like him <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan too I, I liked him I liked his speech patterns yeah so that's really my history. I mean, I remember it, but I don't really remember. When I watched it, I, I wasn't like, oh, I remember this part. I mean, I just kind of remember there was a movie with him and a talking horse. And that was basically it. Mm-hmm. And John Candy. I don't know how I didn't mention John Candy in the intro. He was the horse. I loved him as a kid, too. So, all right. Um, I guess we'll get into it. Do you want to try to talk about the plot of this? Um, I mean, it's kind of pretty straightforward. I mean, like, it's like it took me a little bit to understand the, the relationship. So right. Fred, who's played by Bob Goldwife, is um, the stepson of a guy who owns like a very successful brokerage firm. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother dies and leaves him, leaves her son half the business. But the stepdaughter, the stepfather does not like him at all. And wants to buy him out. And I think it was like, he, he, he did he write on the piece of paper that he was going to give him $500 or something or $50? It was some kind of ridiculous number. I he don't cr- know. He crossed out 500 and wrote 525. 525. Yeah. So he was going to offer him that much. Like he's, you know, he, like he's a dumb idiot. That just is going to be like, okay. Um, he, decides, he tells him, if you don't take the software, you're kind of stupid. Yeah. Which is <laughs> <laughs> like literally the exact opposite. Um, so... He okay. I'm gonna need a little refresher. He because he gets the he find he there's this there's a horse like I know they're they're at the stable and for some reason people have sex in the stable. I don't really understand that. There's Why? a lot of like sex. Multiple happening people this. have sex in the stable. Yes. <laughs> for some reason, like that's the place you take your mistresses. So I guess he had a mistress or something, or he already had a girlfriend or whatever. Like the the, the stepfather, mm-hmm. and they were at the stable, and 
I don't really, I can honestly, I, it's a few days since I watched the first part. So he goes somehow like Fred goes to the stable and sees this horse and this horse talks and the horse can overhear, overhears um, things from other, from, from humans. And is he's like, I can help you make money because I can tell you what to like, you know, what to invest in. So he ends up making all this money after, for some reason, after one deal, I don't really understand brokerage or stock markets or whatever, but mm. after one deal, he's like a billionaire and he gets this huge house <laughs> and this penthouse and, you know, all this crazy stuff with an atrium with thunder. I don't even understand what's going on in that <laughs> house. So he's super successful. And then the, he ends up, the horse ends up giving him some bad advice. So he ends up losing everything. And then a lot of really confusing things happen, but then they end up entering a race and he wins and they make money and that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a girl, obviously there's a crush kind of situation going on there. And, but like, it's, doesn't seem to be that much, you know, to, it's just like, whatever. It, that's the plot. I mean, I don't know. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's fairly accurate. And, um, you know, it's really funny because I didn't realize this until halfway into watching it. But my family, my father was into a lot of like weird stuff and two things, two two areas of wisdom that he's import, imparted to me that a lot of people don't have is stock market and horse racing. And those are like the two things in this movie. So watching this sort of made me very upset because <laughs> neither one of those things makes sense how they actually work in real life. Yeah, I don't, and I know zero about both of those things, but I can tell you from what little I know that that none of those things would actually ever happen. A person who has never a horse has never raced, and a person who's never been a jockey is is really not probably not going to win a race. And then the making one good deal is probably not going to make you like a multimillionaire. So yeah, there were so many things wrong with that, and I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to just scratch the surface without going too deep because no one really cares about the interruptions <laughs> of the stock market and the SEC. But I'll try to at least yeah. keep it simple as to why it was so stupid, because some of it is just common sense. But yeah, so the movie starts off and you think that, I think you're supposed to think that Dabney Coleman is um, uh, Bobcat Goway's father, real father. And that's what I thought at first. That, yeah. That's what, yeah. And then the wife died and. He's 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 like with another woman right away or he was with her before she died and they go to the stable on the day of the funeral to have sex. I don't know why everyone goes to the stable to have sex. It just it, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But- I, I, I just I'm literally I was bad. I was like because it wasn't just him. And I like I, I kind of thought it was weird. And I was like, well, maybe it's where he took her because he had a wife and he couldn't go to the house. But. Or I mean, you're rich. She's dead in hell room or something. I yeah. don't know. And then like, and then somebody else was having sex. And I was, what is that? Is gross <laughs> and weird. And I really doubt that that happens. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, Who especially are these people? If those stables. If those stables lock behind you like that, and you're trapped, that doesn't sound like a good place to. No, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I, I don't understand any of it. it. It really was just odd. Yeah. So Fred comes in. Bobcat comes in, and he sees his. Uh, who I thought at the time was his dad with uh, another woman. And he throws a pitchfork at them, which is a little intense. <laughs> <laughs> like, had you actually hit him, you would be impaled and possibly dead. But yeah, attempted murder. <laughs> it's like one of the famous scenes in Game of Thrones is Peter Dinklage throws uh, like a like a rake. Yeah. I don't know. So. Then you so find what's out those, that, what's with those teeth, though? Can I? Oh, I, have to just, I can't. Oh. What is that? Is that supposed to be like a, a play on the horse teeth, like a horse thing? I don't. Really, oh, I didn't think of that. God, I mean, it was just annoying every time. How you like that face? It's like, oh, <laughs> making me so mad. Like he's just making this ridiculous face. Yeah, I, I love Dabney Coleman. I think he's funny. Maybe they thought his humor was too subtle. They had to like goof him up a bit. No. But man, I was thinking when he when Bobcat Goeth walks into his office, looking the way he does, and Danny Coleman has those teeth. I'm like, what an ugly family! Yeah. <laughs> what an ugly, <laughs> ugly family! <laughs> it is. It is the most. It's obnoxious. Like, it is obnoxious the way that he looks. It's so over the top and stupid. Yeah. If you had any kind of money, you would have you would have gotten that fixed. That yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, this guy is rich. Like, yeah. get some braces, dude. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. So turns out the the wife left um, half the brokerage firm and the horse to 
Bobcat Goldwing. Okay, that was it. She left yeah. the horse. Those are the only two things that she had, apparently, and she left everything to Bobcat, so, or Fred. I'll call him Fred. What I don't understand is he was in the stables. That's a racehorse stable. I think, I think that was supposed to be a racehorse stable. I, I think it was supposed to be for purebred horses or like, you know, yeah, like racing horses, not just like a regular kind of run of the mill stable where like a person who just rides for fun would leave their horse. So that, but that horse is there. And then for the rest of the movie, they allude to the fact that he's basically like a fat piece of shit horse. Can't run. <laughs> Headed for the glue factory. Yeah. Like he, he, they were like, oh, just look at him. He can't run. It's like he, he was, wasn't he a thoroughbred like a week ago? Yeah. In a racehorse stable. I, I, that part always kind of bothered me, but okay. Then the horse, here's a tip. The horse is not like some smart, like genius, stock genius. It's not like he understands the stock market. He, he overhears a tip from somebody and he tells uh, Fred, and Fred basically acts on it. And then he the stock goes from like $2 to $28 and makes him rich. So the only reason that I kind of forgave that thing about the horse not, you know, being smart, because I, really, I don't really understand why he even speaks. I don't like they don't really kind of do they talk about that. And I just forgot or I don't they do. Yeah, they do talk about why he taught his whole family talks except the mom. Yeah. Um, but. So he's not smart, but I feel like because he's around so many rich people all the time, because it is like, you know, rich people hang out there, he might like pick up on it. And that was the only reason I thought, oh, this horse probably hears a lot of stock tips because so many rich stockbroker type guys hang out there. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to give I'm like I'm literally trying to like make excuses for (laughs) the movie for a movie that has a talking horse in it. There's so many things that just don't make sense and are inconsistent. Like at one point, it's like it already doesn't make sense. Like at least try to make the rest of it make sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to nitpick here, but at one point he says all horses can understand English, but only certain ones can speak it. But it's like, what if they grow up in Spain or France? Like they said English, and then he comes across a newspaper and he he like reads it, and it's like, oh, so you know how to read too? That's like a completely different skill set. Yeah. <laughs> Talking is one thing, but reading and then apparently all other horses understand English, too. So which is doesn't make sense because plenty of times horses don't know what the hell you're talking about. I mean, that's pretty obvious, you know. Right. But he speaks English to the horses and they understand <laughs> yeah. him. So I he don't. Does, yeah. And nobody else hears him. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Well, that's what I understand. So is it like a is it like a family guy, like Stewie situation? You're like, does everyone does, do people understand the baby? You know, like, do people understand him? Do they because some people can obviously Virginia Madsen could hear and understand the right. horse. Yeah. But when he was talking to the other horses, I know this is like getting a little head, but, you know, we'll go back. But when he doesn't, wouldn't the jockey hear that and be exactly. like, holy yeah. shit, like, exactly. why is this horse talking to me right now? Or like, this is. I don't under, it just doesn't, it didn't, nothing made sense. Nothing made sense in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's telling jokes to the other horses to get them to laugh so that they'll jokes. lose. Yeah, terrible jokes. Bad, and bad jokes. It's, it's already so loud in that racetrack. I don't know how you could tell another horse something and not have the jockey be like, why is your horse speaking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty jarring, honestly, if that was my, if I was in that situation. I would think so. Okay, so he gets. He gets a stock that goes from two to 28. Now, this is not, I don't think this is nitpicking here. They're partners. They both own this company 50-50 now, Fred and Dabney Coleman. So when when he gets rich, Dabney Coleman should also get rich. So, yeah. See, like my limited knowledge, I would think if it's the same firm, you're not working against each other. No. The only thing. Right? We, yeah, exactly. You should be like happy. Like if you got a tip, then the whole thing would be good for everyone. I mean, like I said, I am not pretending to be an expert or I even really understand it. But my like, like I said, my very limited knowledge, I would think that you would be working together and they would be happy about that for everyone. Yes, exactly. So they should does he hate him. He just hates him so much that he doesn't want him to be the one that gets like. The well, but it, it would make sense that he got rich anyway. Like the only way that makes sense is if they said, and maybe this is true, but maybe they said, we're going to split all the company's money down the middle and then you can gamble with your half and I'll gamble with my half and you get to keep what you make and I'll get to keep what I make. And, you know, like they could have worked out some contract like that. But yeah. 
they never show it. He just shows up to work one day and makes a bunch of money for the company. That and also you can't just be a broker because you inherited a brokerage firm. There are, li- there are licenses involved. You have to right. be a licensed I mean, um, person. Well, that's like the obvious ridiculous part. I just I kind of just. I was like, hey, she's the 80s movie. Like, it's just, it is what it is because there's just so much already that's, that was that's, so ridiculous. That, I mean, you have to just kind of let some things go. And it's like, sure, fine, whatever. And if you buy, if your first deal is millions and millions of dollars of a company that's about to get taken over before they are announced that they're being taken over, that's clear insider trading. And it, they would they would catch you in a second. SEC would come down and they would basically have caught him Right away, I've been like, "This is something shitty happened," and that that would have been it. Yeah, he would we went he would have wound up in jail, or they say in asylum. He's talking to a horse. <laughs> I actually kind of thought that maybe at the end that it wasn't even going to be a talking horse at all. And he was just crazy. That he was crazy, but yeah. that didn't happen. But whatever, it's a possibility. So then he gets rich, and so yeah, so apparently he makes the money. Demi Coleman doesn't make the money, so he buys this apartment. And I got to tell you, I didn't really think this apartment was that cool. It was so 80s. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was, like, white yeah. and just open like and weird. dirt white. Not even, like, pure white. It was just a very, yeah. But it, I guess it was supposed to be, like, fancy or, you know, I don't know. Maybe for then. I, it was just very, very 80s looking the way it was. Like, in that sleek kind of modern way that 80s stuff was. You know what I mean? Like, that like mm-hmm. the, the the rounded edges and just I don't know and that atrium I don't know why it bothered me so much <laughs> I had a problem with that thing I'm like that atrium what is the point of that I don't even understand what you do in there it, it makes lights and thunder I was like it looked like I'm in a club I, I don't understand what you're supposed to be doing in there <laughs> he said it was a, it looked like a disco for ferns but <laughs> it was it, it was making it was, jungle was, noises which I guess some yeah. people thought could relax but it sounded like the animals that like kill human beings. Those are the, those are the sounds it was making. Yeah, it was like a chimpanzee's coming to rip your face off. <laughs> just just sit there and breathe. Yeah, like yeah. tarantulas and rattlesnakes, and it was like <laughs> so <"What>? serene, <laughs> so stupid. I don't, I would have taken the weekend at Bernie's house over that apartment any day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That apartment kind of sucked. Yeah, and his neighbor with that hair. Oh my god. I so it's funny. I I didn't make a note of it at first, but I have. I have. And note, like in my for the second half that I watched, I said elevator guy and that hair. <laughs> it's like that is so obviously a wig, and it is just why would you even do that to someone? Like this is so ridiculous. Nobody, I, I can't imagine someone ever, ever had that hairdo. No, that was a wig. It was just too. It was like too black and like shiny and and too, I don't know. It just it didn't even look like real hair. It was it was a bad wig. Yeah. And then he just starts playing Tutti Frutti. Was it Tutti Frutti? He started playing something. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Great Balls of Fire. It was Great Balls of no, Fire. No, was it? I thought it was. No, it was a wop, bop, a loo, bop, a lop, bam, boom. Wasn't it? Yeah, it, I think it was. Okay. I mean, it may have been different parts. Or maybe it was just all Tutti Frutti. But was he actually playing? Were they, were they trying to joke that he actually can play and sing? But what's the point of that? It had no bearing on like anything else. Like his neighbor thinks he's weird, but then he hears him play piano and sing really well. All of a sudden he can sing just like Little Richard. Yeah. And he I mean, exactly because obviously it was <laughs> Little Richard. So we were supposed to think that it was actually him singing. And if you could, yeah, if you could jam out on a piano, he had no reaction when she showed him the piano. She's like, oh, I don't know if you like pianos, but I kept a piano here. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then it turns out he's somehow skilled or taken years of lessons of piano. He's like a savant. He's just like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I seem like a bumbling idiot, but look at me. I'm actually like amazing. And I can sing Little Winter just like him. I don't know. Yeah, it was. So, so he, 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 he doesn't want the horse to live with him. So he brings him to his parents' house. My parents, what well, his parents' house? He brings him to his parents, well, whatever he, horses live in. Farm or whatever. Farm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his, his, his dad is voiced by, um, what was it, Burgess Meredith? Is that is it Meredith? Mm-hmm. Meredith? Yeah, Burgess Meredith, yeah. yeah. Um, who I just, I think is awesome. He's not even credited in this. Probably didn't want to be. <laughs> he was on, he is on IMDb. Oh, he is? He is, yeah. Okay. But he wasn't in, in the actual credits. Oh, was he? I just, I turned it off when it was over. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the second it was the last scene, I was like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, his, his cousin, no, not his cousin, his brother, Lou, only watched, um, what was Three it? Stooges. Three Stooges. Three Stooges. Yeah. And was kind of an idiot. Yes. Yeah, so they, they, they do say in the beginning that only, it's passed through genes. So apparently it's from the father's side. The mother's side didn't have this gift. Okay, so the mother understands, but she doesn't speak. Well, apparently all horses understand. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I yeah. guess it's just a thing that horses understand. But yeah, but he, I don't know. And then at the end, though, he's like, you, you have to, when he's dying, the father's dying, he's like, you got to pass on my genes, uh, the speaking gene. He makes it sound like they're the last family left that can do this. Sure. So he leaves him at his father's farm, but somehow the mm-hmm. horse makes his way back and pretends to be sick and guilts Bobcat mm-hmm. into coming up into the, the apartment. And then yes. they become roommates. Because they bond over watching like bad TV or something. I don't know. He gets he makes him drink a, a big bowl of tab. Yeah, he pours it into like a like a big fish bowl <laughs> or like a big thing. And I actually had to note because again, I, I always like to like bring this up when it's in a movie because some people don't remember this that it was when time the time when TV went off the air. And I always love when they show that because it's something that's so foreign to people that are younger. Like it's not something that you'd ever think of and. Mm-hmm. You'd watch it like if somebody was like 23 and watching it, you'd be like, "What? What's going on right now? Like, yeah. what is? You know, like why would the TV go off? It's like that. That used to happen. No more TV tonight. <laughs> yep, that was it. It was like midnight or whatever time it went off. It was. It was done. Yeah, they would. Would they show the American flag and then it was just they showed the yeah you know, and then or, color bars. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that is far, and I, I totally forgot about that. We're so old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow they get invited to a party on the seventh floor. And he's at the party for what five seconds for some some woman tries to attack him. What? Like what? I, I <laughs> that was one of the things where I just didn't understand. I'm like, first of all, he just moved in. So do you know him, or are you just really like horny? I don't. I don't understand. I didn't understand that whole part. And she was weird, and she was kind of a mess, and she's all over him, and he gets freaked out, and um follows him to his place and i guess she, i think she sees the horse I, this scene i mean there was two times when i laughed in this movie one of them because i was waiting for i was waiting for it to happen because this movie is so cheesy i was like this, this is gonna happen when she's running down the hall first of all she takes the bowl of chips with her which i don't, I don't understand that they're not chips when she, well they might be chip, chips but there's other stuff in there too Oh, did you hear what she said? When she she grabs my elevator and she goes anchovies and she's got anchovies in like dip and like ranch dip. That's what's in that <laughs> yeah, bowl. Like, I was, well, because then she's run down. She's like, ah, and she's like freaking out. And, then, and of course she goes, oh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she tosses the tosses. bowl up in the air. So 80s, like such a dumb thing. But I was waiting. I'm like, she's going to toss it. She's going to toss it up. Yeah. Oh, there it goes. Knew it. And I'm like, you know, you might be freaked out, but why? I mean, maybe drop, but why do you have to? You've already seen it. The the, act, the thing already happened that freaked you out. Right. You run down the hall and then suddenly get rid of you. You know, you have to get rid of the <laughs> chips. Then like, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But she carried that thing around with her. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I, I I can only imagine that it's a it's a fancy apartment building, so old men in it are probably wealthy. And when he showed up alone, she was like, oh, single rich man. Like, let me. Single guy, yeah. You know? But then she grabs him, throws him up against the wall, tries to feed him, like, slimy anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> some sort of dairy dip. And then goes down to his uh, apartment and she walks in. She's still holding the freaking bowl. And uh, she's like, oh. It's really attached to this. She's like, oh, this is a nice statue of a horse, right? And she, she gets down on her hands and knees. She goes, oh, oh it's so lifelike. So lifelike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so then at work, they, they, they're trying to figure out how he, he makes all his money. How did he get that pick? How did he know about that takeover bid, right? And Virginia Madsen says, maybe you're underestimating him. But the answer is no, they're not underestimating him. He did not have the skills or talent to do what he did. He, he got it from someone else, the horse. And he, the horse didn't know either. The horse got lucky as well. So, right. yeah, that whole, like, maybe you're underestimating him. Like, no, he actually is not good at stocks. But it, it, It's kind of funny because the horse says that he doesn't like her because she's a phony. And I kind of expect her at some point to be a bad, you know, like trying to get info from him. 
you know, are trying to like try to, you know, like pretend like she likes him because she wants to get info, which would have made sense. Mm. But she act no, she actually likes him. I guess, but she, she, yeah, she actually likes this guy. But she goes on a date with him because her boss tells her to, which to me is yeah. Do you think I, she liked him then? I I think that she kind of did. I feel like she was like I because she kind of like you know sticks up for him a lot. So I don't know. I mean, maybe she wasn't like super into him, but I kind of feel like she there was something about him. And on that date, by the way, why does he not know how to eat food? <laughs> <laughs> you mean um, linguinus? And what he's got this fork. It's like a big giant ball. It looks like yarn. I mean, <laughs> and he keeps trying to bite it. I'm like, what? You've never eaten food before? <laughs> I don't linguine? understand what's going on. He's not fancy. He's like, oh, I'm I really know, enjoying this linguinus. Linguini isn't even fancy, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I mean, what is going on right now? Like, why can't he eat? I don't get that. I, I don't know what else he could have done to screw that date up. First of all, I, I'm glad he addressed it because I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, she's here." I'm like, "Why is she coming upstairs to your apartment if you're taking her out?" And he's like, "Oh, I wanted to show her the place." And I'm like, "Okay, um, you know, it's a horse in your apartment, right?" Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> a talking horse. Like, you know, I mean, it gets a little weirder too. You're gonna show her your weird atrium or your balcony, <laughs> which seemed to have a terrible, terrible view of the street and the buildings <laughs> across the street. <laughs> They didn't even show you. Like, they barely showed it. They always showed the balcony from a distance. They showed it, like, from across the room. It was, it was weird. They didn't show. It was, like, that's why I don't know where they filmed that, like, where they shot that, because they only showed certain parts of it. You only really ever saw, like, that atrium, mm-hmm. the living room-ish area, and the door. Like, that was it. You didn't see much of the that, that apartment. <laughs> so it was kind of like maybe it was just a very small set, and they had to make it look bigger. I don't know. Yeah. And that's why they made it all white, so it would look bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Then they go out and they have the linguinus and then he's, he comes, he comes back and he's like, I'm going to tell her, I'm gonna, I mean, he tells her that, that the horse speaks, but then Don refuses to speak for her. Do they ever really explain it? Or is it just that he doesn't like her? I guess it's just that he doesn't like her, but I was like, Oh, is this going to be one of those things like that frog from the cartoons where he doesn't, you know, doesn't make oh, any, yeah. doesn't sing or dance when, when everyone's around and everyone thinks he's crazy. And that's kind of what made me think like it was going to be, cause I really did, like I said, I didn't really remember any of it. So I was like, is it going to be one of those situations? Mm-hmm. Because I did notice that he didn't talk when she was around and she was like, Oh, I understand. I had an imaginary friend when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, cuckoo bird. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, she's got a nose job anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Virginia Madsen, also an alumni of Star Trek, but very bad episode. So. We're not going to oh, talk really? about it. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. So then they go to the racetrack and I don't, why did they go to the racetrack? I don't know why they went, but Don falls in love with Demi Coleman's prized um, horse. Satin. Was it Satin Doll or something? Satin Doll. I think that's right. Yeah. He's like, oh, she's going to be like the next big thing. And she's going to win a bunch of races. And I don't know why they're there though, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And Don falls in love with her and Don starts talking to this horse and they're like, get that piece of shit away from my, my horse. <laughs> and then at the time I was like, didn't you own that horse like a week ago? Wasn't that in your race stable? This it is was, when I, yeah. was, I was starting to be like, why is Don now like a fat piece of shit? I guess. Cause he was given to the sun. Like, you know, he just doesn't like anything Okay. that he has. I don't know. But no, they, I'm really, I'm reaching here. Yeah. Just, whatever. No, they, <laughs> they make it seem like he, he's, he can't race at the end. They're like, look at you. You can't race. I don't know. You would think that he, the horse had experience if he was in that stable. Maybe not. I mean, they—you would think so because of where he was, but they didn't. They alluded to the fact that he didn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Who knows? Honestly. Uh, okay. So then they they leave, and Don's so in love with the 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 horse that he's gonna commit suicide. Yeah, the horse. I don't know. I don't understand because is it because he loves Satin Doll and he can't be with her? That's yeah. the only thing I literally could think about. Because there was nothing else wrong. Everything was, I mean, as far as we saw on screen, unless there was a big chunk they decided to take out and not explain. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. I thought maybe he like loved Satin Doll and couldn't be with her because she was like purebred, thoroughbred, whatever, like rich horse. And he was just a big slump of nothing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then he orders a blow up horse. I didn't understand. For, who was that for? For him? That was for him. To have... Ew. Order, yeah. So like, like who, uh, who, make, who makes that? <laughs> is that a real thing? I don't know. That's gross. No, I don't know. I didn't understand. I was like, is that for 
what like he ordered it because he let I don't I just I can't with I don't know I, I don't know because she was lonely yeah I know it was, it's it's it weird but the delivery guy comes in and he's like I got a delivery here and the maid's like no there's no Don here and he, <laughs> so wait, yeah. does the maid still think it's like a stat oh no she knows it's a real horse she knows it's a real horse yeah because, because she vacuumed around him and he lifted up his leg and she doesn't care I love her she's yeah. like I don't give a shit she's like I've seen I've seen weirder stuff where I'm from I don't give a fuck <laughs> she's like this isn't this is nothing like I just thought she was hilarious because she just didn't care at all <laughs> but she tries to refuse the package the delivery man is like not having it he's like he's like no. this is as far as i go lady that's it he's like barges in and drops it on the floor and then the the blow-up doll is set to like auto inflate as soon as yeah. you like pull the string on the package <laughs> you open the package and it's like a life-size pink horse <laughs> wearing like fishnets ew i don't know was, that was that was weird i don't like the, the jokes were just so I don't even want to say they were sophomoric. They were just like, they were be, like below and they were just so bottom of the barrel, like kind of lowest common denominator jokes. A lot of them. Yeah. Cause I was at first, I was like, maybe this is for kids because no, like they would do a scene transition and it'd be like, boing. It'd be like this yeah. weird, like sound, <laughs> the sound effects. sound effects drove me up the wall. I'm like, like, what is, is this for is this a cartoon? Girls? Yeah. <laughs> Is this um, like a weird animal, like sex movie? I don't like what is happening right now. There's like a lot of cursing. I feel like because they think it's funny, mm-hmm. you know, because they say curses like over and over again. And I don't, I don't understand what the movie is for. It's curses and sex and drugs, stocks, and horse <laughs> racing, and gambling. Who are you making this? <laughs> Let's just like narrow it down to like one demographic. Is it what? Who are you making this? Who did you make this movie for? Yeah, someone who's that smart is- enough to understand the stock market, but stupid enough to laugh at like dick and fart jokes. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. It was so <laughs> stupid. So then they have a party. Then yeah, then then they have a party. Which that part, oh God, I I I was so tempted to fast forward through this part because I was like, I don't know if this is going to last a minute or ten minutes. <sighs> I mean. <laughs> It's bad enough there's a horse in this obviously very posh apartment building. Mm-hmm. But you're going to tell me that people have pigs and goats mm. and ducks? I think those came from the street. That was the that was the Oh, because there's pigs and goats just wandering around L.A. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, it was so dumb. And I understand it was supposed to be funny. But... And they hear a voice say he's going to kill himself. And they decide to come up and start a party. The dog says that. Yeah, he's like, I heard you, but it sounded like you needed. And apparently horses and dogs understand each other, too. Yeah. So, like, the dog understands English, doesn't speak English, still speaks in dog, <laughs> but they understand each other absolutely perfectly. Yeah. And this is amazing. These animals are really incredible. I had no idea. Well, at one point, the horse says, I speak, like, frog and dog. And he, like, goes through, like, several animals. And it's like, that's that's impressive. That's That, that takes years to learn a language, you know? Yeah, maybe he's, uh, yeah, but then know. there's the the animals they tear his apartment apart yeah and it's just so cringy to watch you know just to let just to they just let these animals go in this apartment and they basically tore it up and i don't know i can't watch that stuff i don't know why that bothers me it didn't really bother me i just thought it was really stupid i just didn't think it was funny and i, I don't it kind of embarrasses me when things are you know, like when movies do that kind of humor and they think it's it's supposed to be funny and it's just not. And I'm just yeah, mm, like, OK, sure. But whatever. I'm sure, you know, maybe people think that about me, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't talk. So then he, he, he comes home and he kicks all the animals out and he's really upset. And he's thinking about getting rid of the, the horse. And the, he brings him a bag of oats. And these, these oats are like amazing. The horse just loves them. He can't stop eating them. And he's like, oh, if you're going to invest in something, you should invest in this. And he's like, oh, it's a good idea. It's like, no, it's not. If you were to go to the store and buy like, I don't know, a taco and been like, this is the best taco ever. I wouldn't go out and put millions of dollars in that taco. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in this movie, you do. And obviously, if it works, it makes you a multimillionaire right away. He deserves to lose all his money. That's stupid. Both of them. Both of them are stupid. And that's so I didn't really understand. So this whole scene. So he invests in that, right? Yeah, he, he invests in it. And he tells all his clients to invest in it. And it, right. And then they find out. So the, the stepdad and his little slimy uh, counterpart find out, and they're like, "We're going to invest in this." Right? Right? They, they, say they call some guy who's in a sauna with a 
mobile phone, like some sort of like briefcase phone. And I think they allude to that's like his college buddy. And he's like, no, don't buy that company. The FDA is going to come. And, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's animals that are dying from that. Again, this should be public information at this point. And if it's not, it's insider trading, but fine, yeah. whatever. Then they lock him in the bathroom because they're like, oh, the stock's going to drop. The stock's going to drop. And it happens like immediately, right? They lock him in the bathroom and all of a sudden the stock starts dropping. Immediately. So, yeah. So he owns all that stock and now it's worthless. So basically he lost all his money. Again, it feels like it's also Dabney Coleman's money. So I don't understand why it only affects Fred. I don't or why he gets fired. He, if he's the owner, he still owns half of it. Right. They must have signed some sort of like prenup or something. <laughs> <laughs> there must have been. But when he's outside, I mean, the whole scene is ridiculous. But, okay, so I, I guess I lied because I laughed. I, I, I kind of laughed at this. He's outside and that dumb secretary. Oh, is, oh, yeah. And she's like, hi. Oh, my God. I got you tuna fish. And then she's like, do you want this? And he's like, sandwiches ah <laughs> for some reason he screams sandwiches and then just yells and i don't know why but i found that to be hilarious you're stuck outside you're pounding on the oh. window and because that whole scene was so stupid yeah because he sneaks out of the bathroom and around and around oh my god i was so he's, tr- he's trying to he's trying to sell his stocks but they lock him in the bathroom so he crawls out of the bathroom onto the side of the building and he's trying to get back in on the ledge and his stupid secretary is like do you want rye or whole wheat and he's like let me She's like, rye or whole wheat. It's, does she not hear him? Is that what the supposed to be happening? Which is ridiculous. She apparently doesn't hear him, but it's so stupid because you can hear him perfectly. <laughs> and then he just goes, sandwiches. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's like, I don't care about sandwiches, lady. Just let me in. So she finally does, obviously. And then he gets to the computer but i guess it's not in time because everything has just been dropped in two seconds and his life is over and now he's on the side of the road hitchhiking yeah so again i'm not gonna get into the specifics either the trading day is finished and no more trading or the stock got halted because of bad news but either way it's just it doesn't make sense that the stock would have dropped all that time before the halt whatever well now this part (sighs) um i don't want to spend an insane amount of time but this entire part of the movie, there is holes and gaps and just things that make no, I don't, I mean, I don't understand. I could, I watched it and I watched it again and I'm like, I don't have a lot of time. I just want to re, I don't want to rewind this too many times, but this, it makes zero sense as, as far as timeline or what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. So they rolls on the side of the road. The horse gets picked up immediately by a truck. <laughs> and he's talking to him. And he's still talking to him as the truck's going down the road. You can still hear him. He's like, you're my best friend. Or at least top five. Or maybe ten. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the horse is back. Yep. I, I, inexplicably, the horse is just back at the office and sees Virginia Madsen. And she takes a second and she realizes... And then all of a sudden she's driving a truck with Mexican mariachi music <laughs> and she's driving this um, compact car and she No, runs but that's not a car. That's not like yeah, she's driving the car at first, but then all of a sudden And she, then she she sees the horse and it cuts to them in like an RV. And it's like what? I mean So I was like, how is she gonna fit that horse into the to her compact car? But she's gonna be hilarious. I, re- I rewound this. I'm not kidding, like three times. I'm like, did I miss something? And it goes, it just goes like, like it's fast forwarding or something. Like they didn't want to deal with how she got the truck. Cause they were just like, forget it. Don't everyone don't worry about it. She just got, she has like big truck now or trailer. Cause I feel like those were, those were two obvious jokes. They must've cut out of the movie because first of all, he gets picked up by a truck, a mysterious truck driver who was probably going to try to sell him for meat or for, uh, or for glue something, but they cut that out. So then he's just somehow back in the apartment or back in the apartment building. How did he? And how did then, he get back? How did he get back there? I don't understand. Like all of a sudden, he's just standing there, and she doesn't realize. And I kind of forgave that. I was like, she had a hard day because she just quit her job. She did ended up quitting, right? So then, she, but she does realize, and she turns around, and literally, she stops the car, and then we just see them in a in a big trailer or whatever, and they're driving together. Yeah, she's driving. And she's driving like a beetle, like a like a beetle, right? Like a. It was um. It was like a an old Volkswagen, like convertible. And yeah. I was like, this is gonna be hilarious trying to get this horse into this car. Nope. They didn't know. They didn't even they didn't even try. I mean, there was zero attempt to. Uh, no, now they're in an RV or whatever they were in. And then they go see 
Fred, who's in, living in a trailer park. Right. Apparently, he's got a trailer. He's in the. I'm Don't like, know how he bought a trailer, but. Yeah, I mean, and like it's like in the matter of, you know, a day. It's. <laughs> I, I don't that that whole part of the movie just I didn't understand. I was like, "What? You're not even giving the audience a chance. You know, <laughs> you're really just saying like, you're all stupid, and we're just going to buy this." It was bad. Yeah, it, it was. was really, it was very that bad. Was, that was horrible. And he makes a joke like, "Oh, he's like, oh, do you want a hamburger? Because he's 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 burning these these <laughs> hamburger like, patties. <laughs> yeah, you want a people burger? Like hamburgers aren't made of people, and hamburgers are not made out of horse. So I know I'm that's sorry, that's what I mean. Hamburgers aren't made yeah. out of horses." I know it's it's like a joke that they are like bad quality hamburgers are made out of horses. Yeah. But I don't know. That just seems stupid. And how do they find each other? How does the horse and Virginia Madsen know that he's living in this trailer park? I mean, they all just, it's just, the horse goes back somehow and then they all, she gets a, a trailer somehow. And it's just so, oh, I mean. That's it, a good, that's a good question. I can't, I would just say, and then of course everything's, you know, they, they leave there and they're like, we're going to race. Yeah, because Don has the idea like, oh, I'll just we'll just win a horse race and then we'll have a lot of money. It's like, okay, they all seem to go along with it. Sure. Why not? Why not? And so the other part that I kind of thought was funny was when they were doing the interview. Yes. And Uh, this is the only part I laughed at. The horse is doing the talking with the feedback on yeah. and he's going and his mouth is like moving like yeah. <laughs> my my note that says I actually laughed for real. I was like, that's <laughs> hilarious. My note says the ventriloquist scene was actually funny. Yeah. It was I the one said, scene. I said, the part when the horse is doing interview is re- actually is only is really the only time I really, really laughed. Like yeah. I really I, some parts were some there was some things I chuckled. But I actually laughed at that part. Because, yeah, Bob Galgowitz moving his mouth or trying to move his mouth to the words. But the sound's coming, obviously, from behind him with the horse. And, like, nobody, of course nobody thinks about it. It's just so funny. And then one guy, he's, all, all, they're all terrible. They either want to drug him or beat him. All the, the, the jockeys that they interview, they all basically yeah. are terrible jockeys. And the one guy, the one guy wants to beat him, says you got to beat him to make him go fast. And the, uh, the horse start, tries to pick a fight with him, but... He thinks he's talking to Bobcat Goldway, so he ends up picking a fight with Bobcat Goldway. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you call me? He's like, I called you an idiot. And it was something like a butthead. It butthead, wasn't yeah. <laughs> bad. I'm like, get over it, dude. Then they run into Dabney Coleman. Well, I guess then they decide that, oh, well, I guess Bobcat Goldway will be the jockey. I mean, that's very reasonable. <laughs> well, the way this movie's going, <laughs> it's the most logical thing for them to do. Yeah, that's true. It might have been the smartest thing they've done in this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, they run into Danny Coleman, and it's not even like the the what, what's the, the horse's name? The white horse, Satin Doll. It's not Satin Doll they're racing against. It's some other horse that he owns. But they make right. a bet that whoever wins, if 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 Danny Coleman wins, he gets that horse. I'm assuming he's going to kill it. And right, he, that's what he basically says. He yeah. does, right? Okay. And if Bobcat Goeth wins, he gets all of Danny Coleman's horses. That was the best. Yes. He, yeah, he was like, because he called them chicken shit. And they said that about 17 times. And I'm yeah. like, enough with the chicken shit. I'm like, oh, no, chicken shit. Now you obviously have to bet like everything, your, your whole life savings, because somebody called you chicken shit. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. But the one, the one part where they were just going to bet one horse versus one horse. And then Debbie Coleman's like, you know what? I'll bet all my horses. And his his like new wife is like, no, not set and dull. He's like, don't be chicken shit, honey. I don't know. I thought that was funny. So, but they, they they literally have no plan, right? They have no plan. He keeps saying, the horse keeps saying he's going to have a plan. He's going to have a plan, but they don't have a plan. And his dad shows up his, as a horsefly. His dad shows up as a horsefly, which, okay, I guess reincarnation's a thing now. Um, and why do, why does his, why is he talking as a fly? They were very specific about that the horses had like Laren muscles or something in the beginning that yes. were passed down from from genes from in genes. Oh, that's right. They did say that in the beginning. You're right. You're right. Okay. So there's no way a, a fly could also have those. Like what? Why is Adam? Why not? Why not? I mean, <laughs> look at this movie already. <laughs> I know, why but they're not even make, they're, freaking not. They're not even adhering to their own rules. No, why not? I don't know. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> nope. So he tells him it's going to work out, and so they decide that they're they're going for it. I want to know why Don is such a weird name. Every single time they say Don, everyone's like, "Not in Don, Don." Like, why can't the horse's name be Don? Yeah, Who cares? I don't know. Horses usually have really whimsical 
You know horse names. They're... Yeah, I do. But I mean, it's not I, wouldn't, that crazy. I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, that horse's name is Don. That's ridiculous. Like, I wouldn't freak out about it. Yeah. I mean, they, made, they made a really big stink about that. So I just didn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop really... what I was doing and then turn to the loudspeaker and, and repeat it like Don. <laughs> and they did it several times. So I just didn't I didn't get that part. Yeah, it's just stupid. Someone else who doesn't really know horse racing who probably saw one once. It was like, look at all these fanciful names. Wouldn't it be funny if a horse just had a regular name? No one would care. No one would really care, I don't think. You ever been to a racetrack? You ever meet those people? They don't care. All they want to do is... They're like, I want my money. (laughs) So, yeah. So, obviously, he wins. We we kind of already went over him talking to the horses and making fun of them or saying things to them. He tells... So he says glue and then they all hear it and, you know, they free freaks out. There's like a whole bunch of different things that they tell some bad jokes. They start laughing. And again, I don't want to nitpick here, but two things bother me about this. Number one, they would be what's called a steward's inquiry, because if every time a horse got near another horse, that horse veered off and went like sideways, there would be an investigation into that. There's like millions of dollars at stake. <laughs> I mean, horses are going the other, they're going backwards. They're going the other way at some point. It was like two horses that just turned around. I'm like, um, no one cares about this. He hypnotizes one of them into thinking they're a mushroom. Uh, and then like he, I just, you know, and then he wins and they say by an insight, but his teeth never look like that in the movie. Mm-hmm. There is not one single shot of that horse's teeth looking big buck like sticking out like that no not one single and we are literally focused on that horse's mouth the whole hour and 20 whatever minutes yeah they call attention to it several times so when that had that that picture and i'm just like the horse's teeth never even look like that Mm -hmm. so why and then he kept talking about his teeth i'm like you have a horse like your teeth look like horse teeth they don't like they're not buck teeth like sticking out in weird directions and i was just yeah i don't i don't understand that either it was so stupid. It was just so ridiculous. Like, I mean, there could have been another way that they could have either they could have done that more with the teeth and, you know, w- within the movie, or it could have just been like one by a nose or whatever. It could have been something silly. But like that was I, there was no there was nothing else of it in the movie with his teeth being like that. So, yeah, they could have said like, oh, one of the side effects of being able to speak is you have a very long tongue or something like that. And then he wins by a tongue. Or, you know? Exactly. Yes anything but that because there was nothing that like they never showed his teeth being weird like that the part that bothered me the most is what is the point of having him get all the other horses to basically bail on the race if he was actually fast enough to beat the fastest horse in that race like he didn't have to tell jokes and make those other horses stop running because he legitimately beat the fastest horse in that race so he just could have just ran the race yeah you know what i mean like none of that other stuff mattered but then it wouldn't have been as funny adam (laughs) Those jokes were not funny. I'm sorry. Would, I, I I know. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what kind of sense of humor you have, but. The movie. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as whatever. Anyway. Um, I do like the fact that he says, oh, give me a give me a speech. Give me a, a um, an empowering uh, motivational speech like that old guy in Rocky. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Because, you know, <laughs> Burgess Meredith was the old guy. Burgess in Rocky. Meredith, yeah. Yeah. So that's a nice little tribute. So then they get into the winnow circle and Virginia Madsen jumps on, on the horse, which I thought was a little presumptuous, but okay. And um, then the horse starts speaking and everyone freaks out. And I think that's it. They cut to black. Well, then they go, no, then he goes to the dentist. Oh, then he goes to, to the dentist. He fixed that oh, apparently only were messed up in that one picture. And we have annoying. Um, Gilbert Gottfried. Gil- Gilbert Gottfried. And I, if I, I don't know that there is a worse ending to a movie that I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen some pretty bad movies, <laughs> but I don't think there's anything worse than that. I mean, it, first of all, it's him, which is annoying. But forget about that. He gives him teeth. It's like it's very obvious, like fake, weird teeth, mm-hmm. and he's like a diamond in the middle of it, one of the teeth. And he says, if it's sore, you put a compress or whatever. And then it's his face in shock and it's over. I'm like, what (laughs) did you have another, did you maybe have another ending that you could have, that you, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he was supposed to know that the horse speaks. So he's carrying on this conversation and then he just realizes, oh my God, this horse is speaking to me. Oh, so there's a horse in a people dentist. (laughs) So that's totally fine. I mean, there's a horse literally in this people waiting in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's a human dentist and that's not weird, but then the horse <laughs> talks and then you're just like, Oh my, I, I mean, that was, that was probably the word. And that is where I, I was just like, I'm done with this. I can't, this is it. I got nothing else to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about it for a lot longer than I thought we would, but, uh, Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't look up any of the trivia or anything. I really hope that they didn't do anything to hurt this horse because his, Every time his, he was moving his mouth, it, I don't know. I just I couldn't look at it. It was just kind of disgusting. And I was like, what are they doing to this poor horse to get his mouth to move like that? Well, you know me and animals. And yeah. anyone who knows me at all like knows that I'm a huge advocate of animals. And not in the weird PETA way, but just like literally like, I mean, I, I don't squash bugs and stuff. Like I, I don't like to hurt and kill anything. Mm -hmm. And I tried to look up information about the horse. You can't, I couldn't find anything. And that makes me believe like, they were not kind and it was the eighties and it was, you know, it, um, yeah, it kind of like hurt me. Like when I, after I was watching it, I was like, I, I don't, this just, it just really, it like hurts my soul a little bit. Like I know that they probably did some things that were not good and I, I can't find the information. I'm like, who was the horse? And of course it always just says John Candy, John. I'm like, and then it was supposed to be someone else. I did look it up. Oh yeah. I was trying to find out about the horse and it was supposed to be a different actor. Um, Elliot, uh, Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould was supposed to be oh, originally, and then okay, it was either Elliot Gould or John Candy, and you can't find anything about the actual horse. Who it was you know? I mean, I feel like that's the horse was a freaking actor. Give the horse some credit. Like, why can't you? You know, it was nothing, nothing about the horse. So I don't know. I, I don't even want to think about what happened to that horse on the set. And I, I just really hope that people were. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna assume that everything was fine. Was. <laughs> I'm going to tell myself that to make myself feel better because it does actually bother me when there's animals in movies because I know, you know, especially because we're doing a lot of 80s stuff and there was different rules back then. They they weren't so, you know, and it was, it's not like now. So right. definitely bothered me. But there really wasn't much about this movie to look up. I mean, oh, yeah. for some reason, they want to forget it, like put it away. <laughs> under the bed with all the dust bunnies and they're like nobody think about this movie ever again yeah i was just looking through the trivia here yeah it seems like several people were like yeah i just did this movie for the money makes sense but they yeah, they must have known it was going to make money I, mean, I don't actually know if it did i haven't looked at the budget of the box office but they must have thought it was going to make money then which means they thought yeah this is too stupid for me but i'm sure the audience will like it <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not really sure who greenlit this, and they should they should have lost a job, to be honest, because yeah, whoever wrote this, sorry, it was terrible. It was nothing funny. It wasn't funny. The humor was terrible. The acting was bad. Um, Direction was bad. Sound was bad. And it was Danny Elfman too, but the sound was terrible. Sorry, Danny. Yeah, the sound was really bad. The sound effects were so ridiculous and like just just childish. And you know what's weird is that God, uh, Bob. Bob Goldwhite, it seems actually like kind of a cool guy when you hear like talk to, you know, you hear him talk now. Yeah. He, he kind of is like, you know, he had his issues back in the day, like pretty much, you know, every actor. Sure. But um, he's kind of like a cool down to earth cat. Like I like him, you know, like I like kind of see him now and I'm just like, I hang out. I like, I well, he doesn't, you know, do drugs and drink anymore, but I'm like, <laughs> I'd have a beer with you. Like I, he, he seems cool. And I know that he had that thing that he did and it was like his shtick back in the day, but right, yeah. you know, he doesn't do that anymore. So I don't want to like shit on him too much because I actually think he's kind of a cool guy. Yeah, I do too, actually. I liked him. I liked those movies and he did seem like a cool guy in the interviews that I've seen. And he picked some really weird stuff sometimes, which I thought was kind of interesting. You know? Yeah. All right. So, so do we even, I mean, I didn't look it up, but. I, the only thing I did look up was Wikipedia and they didn't have any information on the budget. I think it said it was an estimation. I have, I have the budget. Oh, you do have the budget. Yeah. Okay. Cause I just, I try not to look up things, you know, cause I want to do this, but I don't like, I, I don't, I, I was trying to find some information, but it's kind of hard to find information on this movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. I remember this being like a big movie when it came out. Do you? Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess it was, it was, I feel like it ended up being aimed at my, age bracket even though it really wasn't because it's so inappropriate for like nine-year-olds though I you know, know like yeah. it's not, like it, it really isn't i don't know but it's like you think that's like the kind of stuff you would think is funny when you're nine like your parents probably wouldn't really want you to watch it but you might go over to a friend's house and be like hoo, 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 he said shit hoo, hoo, like so like you know like sex <laughs> you know like but that's kind of what it was it was like that kind of humor where it was like geared towards little like little boy humor 
no offense, but because, you know, I probably like that, too. But yeah, which is probably why they maybe they thought maybe it was maybe that's why they thought they can get away with having like stock market and horse racing things that didn't make sense because it didn't make yeah, any sense. It didn't. Because it'd be like, well, little kids are going to like, you know, t- like young teenage, maybe like 11, 12, 13 year olds are going to watch it or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do you think the budget was? Or do you say you saw it though already? Well, I saw, so I saw that it was estimated about 9 million. Is 9 that million. Yeah. True? That's what I found. Okay. So I do know that the budget was 9 million. Which is kind of high for a movie like this. Pretty high. But you would imagine they probably would have to spend a lot of money on the animal handling. I mean, you know, you've got some pretty decent actors and you stuff. Some star power. Yeah. Um, you have a animal, which you have to obviously have a lot of, you've got to have a lot of people to the hand, like handlers and stuff, but you, you can kind of see that they didn't really spend any money on sets. No, you know, it's true. They obviously set spent, you know, they had to shoot at some kind of track, but which had a stable, they probably shot it all at the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, the interiors were all sets. Yeah. They showed like three office rooms or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess that makes that makes sense. Um, I will that be I will be hella surprised if this movie made any money, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did. Like I, I can't imagine this movie. I I just I can't I don't think it made I don't think it made more than nine million dollars. Okay. That you guess? Maybe. Um I'm gonna say no, oh, you know what? We well, usually do Rotten Tomatoes first, don't we? Oh, we switch. Let's just switch it up because we already we're already there. Okay, right. <laughs> so we can do that after. Um, yeah, it's true because Rotten Tomatoes usually helps me a little bit. <laughs> we can do it if you want. So, this is hard. This is actually harder when I don't hear the when I don't know that. Um, no, no, no. Let's try this. Let's try this. I'm gonna say it did. I want to say maybe it like it might have broken even like ugh, like eight million. Eight million. Say eight million. It made six point four, so yeah, you had the you had the right idea. It was less than less than the budget. It was less than the budget. Okay, you know? that sucks. Yeah, for them, six point four. So curious, or I, I got all right. I'm going to try to guess, but I'm really I'm curious as to what this is going to be <laughs> for real. Okay, so we want the tomato meter and the audience score. Tomato meter. I'm giving this, this is going to be like a zero. Like, I feel like it's going to be, I don't think anybody liked it. I mean, maybe it's like a two. I don't know. I just, okay. I don't know. Do they do zero? They do do zeros, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's based on what percentage of people rated it above average. So you could say like <laughs> 0% of people rated it above average. I'm going to say, I'm going to say zero, honestly. I think it, I think it might be. Audience score. I don't think it's much more than that. I'm going to say maybe 20%, 20, let's go 23. I don't know, like just random number. Okay, let's share this out. Zero percent. Oh, wow. Zero percent <laughs> and 40. Okay, I actually shocked. Pretty close. I actually really shocked that at that number. It's 40. That's that's pretty high. 40. And some people like that's, this movie. I mean, for this movie, come on. Like, who likes this? Well, let's find out. Oh, I do. I would love to note. I do want to note, since we're talking about who liked it, my cat loved this movie. <laughs> really? She was enthralled the whole time. She was sitting there, I think because of the horse. Like, she just was watching. She was just staring at it. She was like, absolutely. So, for if you have a cat, I mean, sure, maybe put this movie on for it. Wow. Okay. There was a cat in this movie, too, for like a second on the fish bowl, on the fish tank. Yeah, there was. Yeah, no, it wasn't that part. It was just a part where the horse was talking and she was just like, her eyes roll wide. She's staring at the screen. But I also don't have a very normal cat, so. All right, here we go. Let's look and see who liked this. This guy gave it four stars. He says, I love Bobcat, but these horses can't act. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed this silly comedy anyway. It's got a lot of funny jokes, so I found it entertaining, even though the horses got on my nerve. My nerve. Oh, bless your heart, A-V. Is that what it says? Adj-V. AJV. AJV. Bless your heart. Super reviewer. He's a super reviewer. You are too sweet. Um, Pure cheesy goodness. See, I don't, I don't, you know, good for these people. I love, I love you for coming out and being so honest about the fact that you love this terrible movie. What are my all time? One of my all time favorite horse movies. <laughs> I didn't know that there were that many. <laughs> it's a whole genre, apparently. I actually, oh my God. Wait, I need a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> okay. All right, get it together, get it together. Um, uh, I'm crying. No one can see this except for you. <laughs> I'd like to know but, what um, did not make the cut. That is amazing. <laughs> and I just, uh, that is, that is, that is incredible. I didn't know there were that many horse movies. <laughs> So that's, and then you're obviously into it. So five stars for this from this person. Yeah. That, that's fabulous. Oh, uh, yeah. Here's someone who be <laughs> saying, um, it's cheesy in a way that kids can enjoy. Adults may not enjoy the humor as much, but I wouldn't say it's their kind of film. I would strongly recommend this film for kids interested in comedy. You're a bad parent. <laughs> <laughs> There's terrible lessons in this movie. Listen, Mike. I mean, I don't know what your what your style is. That was a pretty it was a pretty raunchy movie though, with a lot of bad words. <laughs> I mean, ch like children as far as what, like twelve years old? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I get it. Uh, okay, but child, a, ch a kids movie? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Bobcat Goethe yes. screaming at a horse. One and a half JT, stars. That is, that is absolutely perfect description, but I don't know why I even gave it one and a half stars. I mean, I guess that mm. maybe that deserves it because Bobcat screaming at a horse is, I mean, just if someone, if somebody told me that this, that was this movie, I'm going to be like, I might need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I was very young when I saw this movie and it might be the reason why I seem to enjoy it even more than others. There are funny parts, and Bobcat is extremely enjoyable here. I have owned this on VHS for years. However, it has never been released on DVD or Blu-ray. Oh, it's gee. as if no one wants to acknowledge this movie ever existed. I want, I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think they really did want to sweep this one under the rug. <laughs> I have to keep that VCR. All right. So I guess that's it. Um, well, our reading. So do you want to go first? Or oh, shall yeah. I go Um. You go first. You go first. Um, I'm going to give this movie. This might be the first time I do this. I think I don't remember. Um, I'm going to give this movie a one. Mm -hmm. I mean, for my rating, I just, I mean, honestly, you know, and as much as I respect Bob Goldleaf now, and I do think he's an interesting, he's actually a very interesting person, but um, I, his voice, that voice, it was just, it, it, like I said, 15 minutes in, I'm just like nails on a chalkboard. I just couldn't listen. I couldn't listen to it anymore. Right. Yeah. There's too many holes. The acting was awful. Nothing made sense. There was just literally things where it was just jumping from here to there. And it was just, they didn't even, they, they really just, they didn't even respect the audience enough to explain a lot of things. Um, mm hmm I get that it's a movie about a talking horse. So I don't want people to be like, well, it's a movie about a talking horse. So it doesn't make sense. I get it, but like, it, there's just nothing in the movie made sense. It was it was a complete fantasy world. So it wasn't a horse that talks in a, in regular world. It was a complete fantasy, <laughs> exactly. which it wasn't marketed as. So it that annoyed me. Um, sound effects, jokes, everything. It was just I'm sorry. I hate I hate to do this because it does make me feel bad to hate on a movie. But I just I got to give this a one. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was hard to watch. And it was kind of sad. Um, cheese factor. I'm gonna give this a nine. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nine. I really am. I mean, I want to give it a ten. You know what? I think I'm gonna give it a ten. I think it's probably the cheesiest movies. One of the cheesiest movies we've watched to date because it's just none of it makes sense and it's so ridiculous and there's so much cheesiness. Those sound effects, man. I mean, that just added to the cheese factor. Yeah. Okay. So, I I'm giving this ten. Ten and one. American slices. <laughs> wow. It's in all of their glorious, in all of their cellophane uh, glory. Like uh, that is, yeah, I'm giving it ten. The it most extreme numbers on both scales. It is ridiculous. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm very close to you in both of those. I'm gonna give it um I'm gonna give this a one and a half. And I've been staying away from halves for the last several episodes. Because I feel like it's too easy to say, like, oh, I don't know if it should be this or that, so I'm going to give it... And I'm like, no, commit to a number. And so that's what I was doing for a while. But I'm going to give it one and a half because I specifically said, and I stand by this, that ones are reserved for movies that repulse me. Like, Howard the Duck had repulsive parts in it with its, like, sexual duck breasts and human, du human animatronic duck sex scenes. So, like, that's a one for me. This... By all accounts, then, should have been a two because this is where she can get without being, like, 
impulsive. But like you were saying, technically, it's so bad. The direction, the the acting, the uh, sound, the sets, like it was just the storytelling, the plots, like it was all so bad that I have to, I, I, I kind of have to put it in the middle there. It's yeah. halfway between one and two for me. So I'd say one and a half. Cheese factor? Yeah. Um, I think I gave Flesh Gordon a 10. I'm going to give this a nine and a half. So I'm about a half, I'm a half away from you in each one of these, but I'm going to say nine and a half because I don't consider this as cheesy as Flash Gordon. So those are my scores. One and a half and nine and a half. All right. Well, I think that they're both pretty accurate. Well, I mean, it's for us, you know, yeah. some other people might, might have different ideas, but again, we are going to be doing an episode soon about, you know, what cheesy means to us. And we, even though we do this show together, I think we both have different ideas to some, in some respects of what cheesy is. So yeah, I think we've learned that doing this, that it, yeah, we, we think about it differently. You know, I think we thought maybe just from casually watching movies together for years, mm-hmm. you know, we might have like kind of been like, oh, God, that's so cheesy. But I think being like so nuanced in like everything and like really getting like get getting down into the actual term, like cheesy. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? There might be some differences. It's true. Speaking of that, there was a line in this movie early on where he says every dog has his day. And that's a line that a lot of people say. But I've never known whether it means every bad person will get what's coming to them or every good person will eventually like have a good day and get what's coming to them. I think it's that one. It's the good person one? I think okay. so. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, we can look it up. But I always thought it meant like, you know, when these phrases came out, it was always kind of like, you know, dog, it was like dog, you know, I think like dog might have been like bad. It was gross, mangy, something that you didn't really like, you know, something that was like, I don't know. Right. So even every everything that's like maybe not so good, everything that's not um, so not bad person, but like everything that's like kind of low down or like if you're feeling like low and and you're kicked around, you'll you'll have your your moment. Okay, yeah, that's probably right because I, I mean know. it's it's so weird because every time I hear it, I can never tell from context because it usually means that someone got over on somebody else. So I can't tell if they're saying like the person who got over on you will eventually get their comeuppance. Or if it means you as the person who was taken advantage of will eventually get the revenge. Oh, I see what you mean. So like, I never yeah. know. Hmm. I guess I could look. I was sort of more of a positive thing, I guess. Like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you can. All right. So, well, it's been fun and it's been, it was, it was much needed I'm <laughs> glad. for today. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. So we'll catch everyone next time. Stay fresh cheese bags.